Hey, welcome into the Coach Bo Knows podcast in the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recording live at the O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. You can check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at OAGKS.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram. Check out our handle. It's at Coach Bo Knows Show. Uh, check out our Facebook page to search for Coach Bo Knows Show. Uh, you'll find us there, and you can email us at CoachBonosShow at gmail.com. Uh, today's episode 37.5, which means always in the point five. I am joined by the legal counsel of the Coach Bonos podcast, the token girl. She has great legs, but an even greater mind, my co-host, Ellen Wigginter. Ellen, how are you today? I'm doing all right. How are you, Bo? I'm doing all right. A little better than last week. And Good. First off, since last week, yes. uh, I want to say thank you. Last week, we got really deep into the... Uh, into the political stuff. And I felt like a babbling idiot when I listened back to the podcast. And you really dragged me back in a couple of times. I just could not keep my thoughts straight. Had a lot going on in my mind. Everybody knows me, knows I'm pretty upset about these things. And so I wanted to thank you first off for doing a great job. You really kind of hosted me last week. It's <laughs> the opposite of what we do here. But I want to say thank you so much. You're more you than welcome. a lot of energy into that talk. And I really appreciated that. And let kind of cut me off when you'd be cut off a couple of times. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And thank you for giving me space to, to have a little piece of my mind uh, out there as well. Absolutely. So if you haven't listened to it, we talked about some politics stuff last week. You know, some big news that's going on in the world. Uh, the, the Roe versus Wade stuff. Feel free to go on if you want to listen to that last week. Ignore my blabbering. But by all means, uh, give us a listen. Uh, today, we're going to kind of keep it simple. We're going to have just a couple of different topics, then we're just going to chit-chat for a bit. Uh, the big one, kind of the big news in sports this week was the NCAA <laughs> did, a, did, did pretty much nothing. They gave us some interim NIL rules, mm-hmm. name, image, likeness. Now, for those who don't know, name, image, likeness allows for athletes to get paid to, to use their brand, their personal brand. Yes. And we're going to delve into the NCAA today and what they put out in this little um, thing, that, uh, little takeaways, this interim policy, as they're calling it, which is proactive or to, to last summer. And we're going to talk about some of this. And what we're going to do is we're going to preview this. In June, we're going to be doing a series of interviews. We're going to be interviewing a couple of athletes, uh, a couple of, and an agent. We're going to talk to somebody on the compliance side in the university level. And I'm trying to work with someone from the NCAA, but they're not really telling us a whole lot. We're trying to get, we're going to look at this from all sides and all facets. If you listen to this podcast enough, you'll know that one, I am all for the NIL turning into the wild, wild west. I'm all for these people getting their money. Um, you know, there's there's people who get upset saying, well, boosters are going to pay for this, going to pay for this, they're going to give them this, and it makes the rich richer and whatnot. But what I'm really here for is, well, there's always going to be some issues at the top, if you will. Sure. There's always going to be some issues in the biggest programs, you know, the biggest boosters, people who have money. Yeah. What it really allows is it allows for people who struggle through college maybe take on some college debt, can't work because of NCAA rules. It allows them to use their name and likeness to make some money. And, and, 
And yeah. honestly, in some ways to make ends meet. I mean, yes. there's been a lot of reporting on the fact that a lot of these kids can't make meals work. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're going to talk about that. I mean, there are some examples of things like, you know, Bryce Young, quarterback at Alabama, you know, has supposedly made a million dollars in NIL deals in the last year. Right. There's going to be those for those top, top players. I mean, he's a Heisman Trophy winner. But we're going to have an interview. This is going to be fun. We're going to have John Seaton on it. John Seaton's going to come on. If you don't know who that is, this is a kid who is a walk-on offensive uh, – he's a guard at um, Elon University in North Carolina. And through mm-hmm. TikTok, he is making – what I understand and what I've read now, he's making about $10,000 a month on TikTok ads. This guy has 1.7 million followers. I found this guy on TikTok. I was like, who is this? My son knew immediately who I was talking about when I asked him about it. And I had no clue when you were like, hey, I think we're going to be able to interview this guy. I was like, who are you talking about? And and I, I get this is just that if you're a young lineman, you know who this guy is. The big boy counts. And, and you know, it, it's, it's awesome. We're going to have him on. We're doing an interview in a couple of weeks. We'll have him on the, on the pod. Uh, we're also going to have one of his handlers, the guy who does his media stuff for him. We're going to have him on as well. We're working on a couple of different people from the uh, compliance side from the university. Kind of get an idea. Again, we want to see how this is helping people and, you know, is there issues? Sure. Well, the NCAA seems to be worried. (laughs) And what I think they're worried about is, do you recall the 30 for 30 about SMU, Pony Excess? I I never watched it. Okay. But... I mean, that was the whole thing that killed SMU's football program. Yes. The SMU program in the 1980s, you know, had guys like Eric Dickerson and Craig James and a number of future NFL players. And they ended up getting the death penalty because they were paying players. Mm -hmm. Now, universities will not be paying players. That is not within the rules. What the NCAA came out with, this policy this week, is based on really defining what a booster is. In in term, and you've read this, you're our legal analyst, um, basically saying that boosters, it's not permissible for boosters to give money to players outside of actual agreements. Uh, They can't use any of these um, NIL agreements to to have a player to to help a player in his enrollment decision. Basically, we can't use it as a recruiting tool. You know, not an enticement of any kind, those kind of right. things. Well, that's really all the NCAA has said here. Am I reading this right? Right. So I think that the primary purpose behind it was because there were a number of schools who had or were announcing collectives, which were groups of boosters and sponsors who basically created pools or have created pools of money to be utilized for NIL deals. And I think some of this is also a consequence of the Nigel Pack deal that he signed with the dude who's the Miami booster to leave K-State and go play at Miami for $400,000 a year. Yeah, and, and this is happening now. There's a, a complaint that a player from Pitt was offered, I think it was 300 grand to go into the portal so he could go to Alabama. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, coaches are not aware of this. Coaches, I mean, they're aware these things are going on, but they're not aware of the inner workings of this because it's not going to coaching staffs. Coaching staffs are actually uh, are not allowed to talk to in, on anybody. They're not allowed to facilitate an NIL agreement in any way, shape, or form. Although I think, and I could be wrong, a number of the universities have basically created positions within their athletic departments to help students navigate this, the yes. student athletes navigate it. It sounds like what they're doing is they're not allowed to introduce people for the sake of an NIL deal. I, what we're seeing now with that, according to what I'm reading here, um, coaches and staff may not communicate directly or indirectly with the PSA, which is a uh, prospective student athlete on behalf of a booster NIL entity. Um, Let's see, NIL agreements must be based on independent case-by-case analysis of the value that each athlete brings to an NIL agreement, as opposed to providing compensation or incentives for enrollment decisions. Um, Meaning that the NCAA is only going to go after the most egregious stuff that they see, however they determine the most egregious stuff that has occurred over the last 10 months, and everything else will be okay, although some of the articles that I've read around this uh, students and schools may have uh, talking to yeah. about their particular situations. Yeah. And it looks like the, the person I feel sorry, I've said this in the beginning, the person I feel sorry for in NIL is compliance. compliance oh, it's gotta, it's gotta, be, gotta be hard. This is going to be impossible for these guys. And continue what I was just reading there, that paragraph okay. about the, um, uh, about the incentives and compensation, other items on this, uh, they couldn't be incentives for enrollment decisions, athletic performance, which they say point scored minutes, uh, winning a contest, achievement, starting position or award winner. That's just kind of the some of the examples they give here. Or so no bonus incentives, team. basically. Yeah, no, they can't be incentives. They can't say, yeah, you scored two touchdowns, you get to come do this. But here's my question on that. What's going to be considered an achievement? We had a young man here at University of Kansas who catches a two-point conversion, and he got an Applebee's deal a week later. And a car. Is that going to be considered an achievement? For a walk-on tight end, I would have to imagine so, but it's not written into any NIL deal. Yeah. So, I mean, there's going to be lawyers (laughs) involved in this when it's all said and done. And, And to me, go ahead. I cut you off. You were about to say something. Well, I was just going to say, like, the more the NCAA tries to wrap their arms around this, the dumber they end up looking and the quicker this is all going to land in court and the faster the NCAA is going to end up just being told they're an antitrust thing and they can no longer exist. I want to show this to you on the camera here, but uh, this is just the interim takeaways. So I'm going to read these out real quick. Okay. This is from the NCAA. These are the do's and do nots. The new interim policy does permit athletes to benefit from their NIL. NIL. Mm-hmm. Uh, protect and promote the national recruiting environment and fair competition. Again, we've had a lot of people talking about recruiting, and we've, we'll talk about that in a second here, an example that was given. Um, allow the membership to develop experience that may impact future policy changes. They already know this shit's all going to change. Yes. Retain prohibitions on pay-for-play 
and, and impermissible inducements. Incorporate student athlete feedback. When has the NCAA ever given a flying fuck about the athlete's feedback? Never. Never. Uh, acknowledge the need for, student, for schools and student athletes to comply with state law. Here's the other piece. This is my, one of my other takeaways in this. Mm-hmm. There are different rules in different states. Absolutely. If they are. So the NCAA basically is saying, we're not going to have one rule across the board. We're going to tell you that you, the school, and you, the student athlete, go to your school to ask for clarification on what state law you're state. Which they absolutely should do. Well, here's my question, Matt. All right, I live in Kansas. Uh-huh. I'm a senior in high school. Uh-huh. I'm talking about going to three or four different schools. Let's say I'm going to go to look at a Texas school, uh-huh. uh, school in California, and let's say Oklahoma. Okay. I'm looking at Texas, Oklahoma, USC. Okay. And I know that the rule states, the NCAA rule states that they can't give me an enticement to come. But I also don't know how can I make a good decision on what I can or cannot get uh-huh. based upon the conversations I'm going to have with compliance at each of the three schools if I'm still in the recruiting process. So I think this is part of the selling point that the larger universities are going to be able to do as opposed to smaller schools, yeah. that they will be able to build out those NIL groups. Mm-hmm that will be able to provide advisory information for recruits coming in saying, in the state of California, you can do this. In Oklahoma, you can do this. In Texas, you can do this. And those people will know their shit front to back. The other question I have on this, and you're absolutely right, I think that's what we're gonna see, is at what point are we gonna get politicians in certain states, let's say Texas, Let's say where I'm from in Louisiana, where LSU football is important. Uh, Kansas, University of Kansas basketball is very important. Yep. Who's to say that now they decide we're going to soften the laws here to make it easier for us to recruit? I'll give you an example. We, we've already heard, and I mentioned to you off the air, I'm not going to say this man's name. I'm, not going, to, I'm going to butcher it. There's a young man who's a quarterback, who is a high school quarterback currently, about to go into senior year, who is committed to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Word is he has got NIL deals lined up at the University of Tennessee equaling $8 million for three years. Now, you have to play – the, the NFL rules says you have to be out of high school for three years before you can go to the draft. So many times these college football players have to play three seasons. Right. So basically, this guy's getting paid $8 million to leave California, go to Tennessee. The number one recruit in the country. He's, I mean, let's say this kid's taking the money, and that's what he's doing. Maybe it's based on all money. The number one recruit in the country right now is Arch Manning. This is Archie Manning's grandson. He's Cooper Manning's son, Peyton and Archie's nephew. Number one player in the country. He's a five-star guy. He's 6'4". He's the next great quarterback of the Manning family. Right. Yeah, now, we know that his last three schools he's saying right now currently are Georgia, Texas, and Alabama. Now, Georgia has some different NIL laws. They're trying to pass a law, or tried to at one point, to pass a law that said you had to pool NIL money at your university, and it was equally distributed. 
So, so that's Ar- the collective. Would, would an Arch Manning want to go there? Instead, he can go to Texas, where there's a lot more boosters and a lot more. And, and you can say boosters can't give money, but it's going to happen. But there's a lot more people who can give a lot more money to say, hey, Arch, will you do a commercial for us? Arch, will you do a speaking thing for us? Whatever it might be. Right. And he doesn't split that money with their people. Some of these states are going to have their own laws that are going to say, well, we're going to be less restrictive. And, you know, I mean, again, you got to think Texas will be the first one to come in and say, hey, we'll let it be the wild, wild west here. Here, Here's my first note on all of this. The following states have no state income tax if you earn income in their state. Alaska, Florida, Nevada, New Hampshire, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Washington, and Wyoming. So three states are either in the SEC or Big 12. You've got Florida, Tennessee, and Texas. Those kids won't have to pay personal income tax in those states. They may have to pay personal income tax in their home state. So what impact is that? I mean, it's the same thing with pro players, right? Yeah. Yeah. How many pro players move to Florida? Exactly. They get permanent residence in Florida because of that, or Texas, the same thing. Why do you think all the pro golfers live in Florida? Yeah, the other thing about that is I was thinking about this. This is something I also heard on Bomani Jones's podcast this week. We're talking a little bit about it. And it's, you know, these schools are going to have to get accountants involved to help these people. You know, at what point can the school recommend an accountant? At what point can the school recommend a financial advisor? Hey, I'm a financial advisor. Can KU hire me to talk to their kids? Right now, we don't know because the because the NCAA won't give them any guidance. Well, and that's what it all comes down to is that the NCAA is scrambling for any control or legitimacy that they might be able to flex on. Yeah. And this is all going to come down to lawsuits because somebody's going to say no. And it might actually, to your point of state legislatures trying to flex their muscle to be more lenient, what if the state legislatures start rising up because their state schools aren't getting the recruits? That's exactly right. Yes, that's where I'm going with this. And so they start, you know, trying to say this, that, and the other, or what if they sue the NCAA? Who knows? Yeah. Something ridiculous is going to happen. Yeah. I, I have said from the beginning of the NIL. Now, look, I'm personally in favor of NIL. I NIL has been going on for the duration of collegiate sports. Yeah. I think it's a good thing these young people get to make money off their name, their image, and their likeness. Because for many of them, the majority of them, I'll even say the majority of them, we're not just talking about football players. We're talking about everybody at every avenue. The best time they can capitalize on their name is while they're in school. Absolutely. So the young lady who's a, a swimmer or a diver wants to give lessons in the summertime, you know, while she's back home or she's, you know, it, that's great. She's not going to be able to do as well with that initially getting out of college. Well, because nope. especially for, for sports where yeah. they're only Olympic sports, there is no pro avenue for That's them. Right. 
this is their chance. And we're going to talk, we're going to get into all of this over the next few weeks. We're going to take a little week break off of this, but it was timely as far as the NCAA's announcement, which to me, really, all it really told us was we realized we're going to get the shit suit out of us. and We're going to come up with some hokey pokey rules. And then we realized this is going to end up now. One thing that's going to be bad about it. Well, I don't think it'll be bad about it. But what some people may think is bad is NIL is what's going to kill college football. It's no, it's going to kill the NCAA. Yes, that's what I mean. It's going to kill the NCAA's version of college football. It's going to kill the NCAA, period. It's going to kill the the version of what the NCAA is now. And I think what they're going to essentially end up being is the sponsor of tournaments. Yeah. That's really well put. I hadn't heard it that way yet. You may be right. Yeah. And it was something that I was just kind of thinking about earlier. They are going to be the sponsor of the BCS. They are going to be the sponsor, you know, of March Madness. They are going to be the sponsor of the College World Series and the Softball World Series. They'll help coordinate and organize and do all the logistics for all this stuff. But they're they're not going to have any control over it. Yeah. They're going to be the travel agent for the colleges. <laughs> okay. I like that. I haven't heard from that angle yet. So let's talk about, so we're going to get, I guess, so we're going to do in-depth from every angle, NIL over the next few weeks. We're taking a couple of weeks off from doing that. We're going to get a couple a few of these interviews together and talk to some people who have been affected one way or the other by the NIL rules. And we're going to have a couple of great stories here. And then I want to find some people in compliance. If you know somebody, if you're listening, you know somebody in compliance at a major university, I want to talk to them. I'm not having much luck right now. I'm going to keep working, but I'm going to get somebody here sooner than later. Um, so that's where we're at on uh, NIL. Before we get to the next subject, did you have a good Mother's Day? I did. Um, Nicholas had, uh, one, appreciate the shout out from Monday's podcast. Thank you to you and Rico for that. Yeah. Um, Nicholas bought me candy and flowers on Saturday, so that was nice and yeah he had uh, a flag football game so i was out in the sun for a couple hours and then we went out to eat and went and saw dr strange how was dr strange i haven't seen it yet it was pretty good i it was entertaining um that wasn't it was really good as i've heard no no i don't think i know anyone it, or have I heard any reviews or seen any reviews that people are like, oh my God, that was the best since Endgame. It wasn't. Um, you can definitely tell it suffered from the change in the release schedules. Oh. Due to COVID. Okay. All right. That's interesting. So when you see it, I, I, I don't know. I'll be interested because especially given your conversations about uh, drafts and that kind of thing that you had with Ricardo that I was yeah. like, okay, I'm going to get in on this, whether they want me to or not, because yeah, I've actually seen everything. Okay. Um, so we are going to have a draft. <laughs> so we, we, I'll tell you where that all came from. So, so, you know, so uh, May the 4th just happened after we oh. recorded last week, May the 4th. And after we got done recording, I finally saw the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. Mm-hmm. And I was pumped. I was like, that's going to be good. I can't wait to see them on Disney+. Plus. I'm going to watch every episode. Just know it can't, it's not going to be on Tatooine. I hope you know that. Yeah, it's, I, I, it, I don't care. Okay. It'll be fine. I, I don't, it's where 
we're watching. At least I don't anticipate it'll be on Tatooine. I should say that. Yeah, there's going to be parts of it that will. But I, I watched this and I was going, hmm. I said, if you had the big board and you had the draft, who is your number one overall pick? If you could pick all your Star Wars people, you could pick one. So I called Uncle Rico, talked to him. He had a, a name for me. I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, I called our boy Henri Yule mm-hmm. the next morning. And Henri's going to come on. And he and I chatted, and he had a different name than Uncle Rico did, which was different than my name that mm-hmm. I had as number one on my big board. And I went, there's only one way to settle this. you got to have a draft. <laughs> so I would come up with some rules. We're going to get this together. You want in on the draft? We'll Absolutely. You. All right, so you're in, I'm in, Ree is in. I've got a couple others who may be coming in, but we're going to have a draft. I'll, I'll tell you the rules. So the rules are you go draft a team of five. Okay. You're limited to three people with the force. Okay. Okay. You have to have one Sith and you have to have one from the good side. So you get that one good, one light side, one dark side. All right. Okay. You have to have one of each. So you can't just load up on, you know, this, just Jedis. Um, I already have a pretty good idea who some of our people want. And then, I already have my picks of who I'm taking. I asked my wife, I said, Jen, you know, Jen, I said, Hey, Jen, if, uh, if you had to make the big board, who would your number one pick? I'll give her number one pick away. Uh-huh. Cause hers had nothing to do with who was the strongest, who was the best. She just went Han Solo. <laughs> she says, because that's a handsome man. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I can't yes, argue that. I, I can't argue that. Which will tell you now that Princess Leia is going to be way up on my big. I mean, specifically, bikini, right? respect, respect, specifically Return of the Jedi in the bikini, Princess Leia, will be way high on my board. She may be a consideration for number one overall. But we're going to have, so, you know, we get in the summertime, coming up on summertime now, and here in Kansas, it is certainly summertime, the 95-degree weather. We just skipped spring. We had a week of rain, a couple of nice days, and now it's 90 degrees. Um. So anyway, we're going to, you know, we know that we're going to sports are going to drive a little bit. We're going to have baseball yeah. talk, which you and I love baseball, but yep. not everybody does. So we'll talk a little baseball still, but we're going to fill some time. And some of it's going to be, we're going to do some couple drafts. And so Star Wars will be a draft. Okay. Um, we're going to do a Marvel draft at one point. We'll I also went in on we'll that. Bring you in on the Marvel draft. Um, now I will say my Star Wars draft is going to be, I'm going to have the worst draft. Because I am not the mega fan that some of these folks in our draft draw. Like, I haven't seen all the Mandalorians. I don't know who all the characters are. Yeah, I mean, it's only... I'm going to have to learn something. So, come on. I mean... I've seen all the movies. I'll be fine. So, but we'll, we'll get into it. And then we'll do the... I Marvel guess Mandalorian draft. is three seasons, but you haven't watched The Book of Boba Fett yet, have you? No, I have not watched that yet either. Yeah, you need just, to watch that. I don't watch a lot of TV. I just don't have a lot of time. I'm, I've been promising myself that I was going to take less time. May is slowdown month, right? Yes. So <laughs> it's funny you say that. So I May 1st was my anniversary on Sunday, a couple of Sundays ago. I'm having dinner with Jen, my wife, and I said, uh, hey, I want you to know that I'm doing something this month that I've never done. I said, I've been stressing out, got a lot of things on my plate. Mm-hmm. So I've decided that throughout the month of May, I'm only going to work half days. Mm-hmm. Ellen, how long do you think that lasted? Two days. One on Monday, I ended up working a nine-hour day. I was like, I just not even a day. 
Now, I have been a little better since. I've had a few part-time days. Today, I came in late. You know, so sometimes you go in late, sometimes you go in early and you get off early. So can you block, does it help you if you like physically block off your calendar to show that you're out? It's not even that, you know, what the biggest problem I have is it's my cell phone. It's my cell phone. My cell phone rings and I see it's a client and I just don't want to not answer it. So I've got a solution for that. that, And that's that I'm getting a new phone. Uh Uh-huh. A, pri- a personal phone. Yep. My office number will stay the same. It'll still go to my cell, but I'm going to have a new one. That's my personal line only. And I'm only giving it to friends. Oh, good. And that's the one I'm going to carry all the time. And at certain times, I'm just not going to carry the other phone. I'm going to leave it at the office. Yeah. You can leave it at home. You can leave it in the leave office. Home, leave it at home. And just because I just cannot take on some of the responsibility that I've had to take on and not because I don't love my clients because I absolutely do. They're really important to me. And I realize the role I serve in their lives, but yeah, I got to have some, I got to have some work-life balance or I'm going to kill myself. Well, you know what? I mean, everybody needs boundaries, whether it's professionally or personally. And I think it's tremendous that one, you're talking about this openly and two, that you've created a plan around it to be like, this is how I can execute on it. Yep. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be a little different than I've ever done, but I've, I'm going to have to do this for my sanity. So, um, but that's what we're going to do. So we'll have next few months, we'll have draft. You get draft ideas. We'll take them. I know we're going to yeah. do Marvel. I know we're going to Star Wars. What if we got some, some people, a couple people hit me with, we like the what if stuff. Yeah. We got a few we're working on. We got some other ideas. Like Rico hit us with a couple ideas. You had a great idea, which I don't recall off the top of my head now. We um, it in our group chat. Yeah, no, it was the 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 Cubs um the World Series the, the Bartman ball. Bartman ball. What if the yeah. Bartman ball never happened? Because the yeah. Cubs had a hell of a team for a number of years. Yeah. And Kerry Wood and what's his face out of USC? Mark Pryor. Mark Pryor, two excellent starting picture pitchers. Yeah who could have just run the table for a couple of years and maybe not been run down. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about stuff like that. We're going to do a few of those. I've got a few. It's going to be interesting. I've got a, um, I got to. talk about knee surgery. I think, <laughs> I think the next one is going to actually be the tuck rule. Okay. Now that Brady has almost all but admitted that it was, it was maybe a fumble. I mean, it yeah. was a fumble. We're going to talk about what would have happened because they lose that game. Yeah. They lose the game. He doesn't get to go to the Super Bowl. The Raiders win. Gruden gets a second Super Bowl. I mean, it's he gets his first Super Bowl is it with the Raiders at the time. So um, I, it's a lot. That will be the thing we can do. And when we look at that, I can already tell you some of the ideas that I'm going to have on that. So it's going to be interesting. What if I just that? don't want to look at those emails. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm not looking at it. No, Gruden <laughs> will not be a big part of it. I mean, the Raiders will will put the Raiders down as putting that Super Bowl. They would have. I'm convinced they would have. So, yeah. Now, speaking of Tom Brady. Yes. Tom Brady got a big contract yesterday. He so, did, man. I mean, <laughs> nobody knows when, when the contract will go into effect, but uh, he's our next lead announcer for so, Fox. Fox decided, you know, we had all this football talk and everything going on about who's going to be the next number one. And, uh, you know, Fox let Troy Aikman go to ESPN and ESPN's going to have that. And then 
CBS still has Tony Romo and um, Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit are going to Amazon. Yep. And people were wondering what Fox was going to do. They made it clear that Kevin Burkhart was going to be the number one play-by-play guy. Which I, I love. Think, yeah, I like Kevin Burkhart's great. I think it was getting to the time where the assumption was going to be it looked like it might be Greg Olson. I think for this year it's going to be. I think it, they don't have a, another choice. Yeah, this year they have a choice. But I think that now we see what's happened. It was like Fox was biding their time because they signed a 10-year, $375 million deal, reportedly, with Tom Brady to be the, to be the analyst on their number one team after he retires. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure there is more to this deal than just um, doing play-by-play 20 or 21 times a year. I'm sure there's going to be other production stuff and whatnot. Um, you know, Man in the Arena was so good. I can't imagine that they aren't going to try to do something like that with Fox now. And I'm sure he'll be on anything they need him to do. But it's a lot of money. And Brady's going to get it. He is going to get it. The thing of it is, is, is he going to be any good? Yeah. You know, he – Yeah. I just have this – immediate reaction to him as kind of a robotic type presence um, that he's formed himself into over the last 10 years. How is it going to be in the booth? I mean, the one thing that we all kind of fell in love with with Romo is that he had pure enjoyment. Yeah. Is, is Tom Brady going to have any enjoyment about the game anymore? I wonder that too. Um, what we have seen, there's been a couple of things we've seen his personality come out. The man in the arena, we've seen some of his personality. I haven't uh, watched it, so I, I I've only watched parts of it, and I have not seen the whole thing, but we've seen his personality. But I'll tell you where we saw his personality the first time was he was on LeBron's thing, the barbershop shop. Uh, uh-huh. you, have you seen that, his appearance on no, that? No, I haven't. He's got a great story about when he left the Patriots, mm-hmm. and he was talking to other teams. Mm-hmm. And he said that, you know, his agent got a call and they said, Hey, we were talking to a team. And then the team decided they were going to stay where they're at. And Brady's exact comment is, You mean they're going to stay with that motherfucker instead of me? And it was like, Oh, man, he does have opinions. He's not a robot. No, I, I mean, think if Tom Brady's willing to do that, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. If no, he, that's the thing, though. Is he willing to do it? If he's willing to show some opinions, that's what Aikman does better than everybody. Aikman will throw a motherfucker under the bus. He we will all, say, this player is not playing well. Well, I mean, Romo shit. doesn't do that. And Romo's that, not good at certain parts of the gig. Yeah. And, uh, at certain parts of the analysis. But Aikman's also been out of the game for, what, 15 years at this point? Yeah. So him saying, we all know where I'd rather rather be and calling which game I'd rather be doing, you know, he, Romo's only four years out. Is that right? Four or five. Yeah. That's about right. So there are still people that he played with on rosters. And that's the thing that I get worried about with Brady. Like, is he willing to piss anybody off? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be interesting too. Here's a question for you on the Brady thing. We won't spend too much time on this. Okay. Tom Brady has a deal with Fox. Fox has the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. Let's say the Bucks don't make the Super Bowl. 
Tom Brady going to call the Super Bowl this year? If the Bucks don't go to the Super Bowl? Yeah. No, he will not call it, but he will be on their Super Bowl broadcast stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. He will not call the game, though. He'll call the game. I don't think he'll call the game either, but I think no. he'll definitely use him in something. But, you uh, know, speaking of all this, I will note that they announced that, uh, too, that Joe Buck is going to be the Manning cast as they're framing everything now for yeah. the U.S. Open, Yeah. for yeah. PGA's U.S. Open. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, I think it's very interesting to see what's happened with the whole Manning thing. I mean, they... It, it's you know you know you know my opinion Peyton and, and Brady are who wants to be an owner who gets to be an owner first well and they're and, and I, both and, and who wants to be who's gonna be a billionaire first well and so here's the thing that I sent you and Ricardo what over the weekend yeah another Walton is gonna come in and buy Denver evidently he's the front runner the former CEO his son now runs uh Walmart yeah. and his cousin is the wife of Stan Kroenke, who owns, yeah. you know, six teams. So it should be a lot of fun. Yes. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on there. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's Tom Brady, the Fox, want to jump on that. Um, kind of the last subject I have, and we'll kind of chat actually before we get into that, we mm-hmm. got to talk about our sponsor this week, which is Gold Belly. I heard really great things from both of you from Monday's pod. I still haven't dipped my toe in there. So So, um, what I like on Gold Belly, if you tried it for Mother's Day, I know Uncle Rico did. He really enjoyed what he got out of it. We've done a couple of the different meals and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm really pushing right now. Check out the meal kits. Meal kits are great. It's where you can get dinner for four or six or eight, and you can get just anything from a lot of these different places. They just added Joe's Barbecue here in Kansas City. Oh, nice. So you can do that on there now. They just added it. Um, and you get on there. You can order a meal kit where the whole thing is prepared. It's sent to you. You just got to heat it up or you got to – everything's a little different. Some things you got to cook, some things you don't. But it'll give sure. you directions of what to do. And this is a great way to try something new. It's a great way to do something. I, I like in the idea of – you know, again, I like to travel, and when I've gone somewhere, I get to where I'm like, God, I want to try that again. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I haven't been to Cincinnati in years and years, and I'm thinking, well, I wouldn't mind having Skyline Chili again. Right. You know, if you don't live in Kansas City and you live, you know, in Louisiana, where I'm from, and you go, wow, man, I wouldn't mind having some Joe's Barbecue. Here's a way to get it. Yeah. And you can save $25 if you use our link. It's in the show notes. Uh, if you spend $50 or more, you save $25. Uh, the one that I will tell you, I I talked at length on Monday's pod about was um, from the um, the Brooklyn. Um, oh, we're mad here. The blackout. The Brooklyn blackout company. Yep, mm-hmm. I have got a cookie and brownie order on the way. I'm not supposed to be eating this stuff. I'm not gonna be eating this stuff, but I'm gonna be giving it to a couple clients. Nice. Um, and and that's, that's another great idea is you can give some of this stuff to clients or friends or relatives. You got a birthday coming up. They had a whole section for Mother's Day. I'm sure they will for Father's Day as well coming up. So if you got a dad in your life, it's a great way to do it. Uh, they got things like cupcake jars and cheesecake jars from different places. Check it out. You know, follow our link. You can save twenty five dollars. It's awesome. They help so help support us with the podcast to keep us free for everybody. So, yeah, help support them. We appreciate it. Last kind of subject I have, and then we'll kind of get in and out here. But um, 
Um, the last episode of Winning Time was this past Sunday. Yeah. This has become my guilty pleasure. I know Jerry West's not like Winning Time, but Coach Bo does. <laughs> I love this show. I don't watch a lot of TV, but I've watched this every week. And mm-hmm. I really, I you know, I knew the story. I knew what was what happened at the end of the 80, you know, Magic's Magic and in the last game where he had to play the center role, mm-hmm. Green was hurt. Um, I knew what happened in that game, but I didn't know how they were going to do it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty fun. Absolutely. Um, I, I admit that I came to the series maybe four episodes, four or five episodes in and binged it and then wa- watched it the last, uh, you know, four or five weeks weekly. Um, I like some of the over-exaggeration of these people because people aren't static and sometimes you just need that extra push. I'm more interested, frankly, to see what they do with season two, since it has been renewed for season two. Yeah. Um, because I am honestly invested in Jeannie Buss. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and she's a great story. And if you know now, she's in charge of the Lakers now. And she had this huge interview in the LA Times yesterday yeah. that she was just like, this falls on my doorstep. And I, I'm really curious to see on how some of that evolution comes. And frankly, seeing Sally Fields play Jerry Buss's mom yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, Sally Fields was awesome. And I think that's, I think the whole show's been awesome. I've enjoyed it. And I think if you just go in with the attitude of it's it's not it's not a documentary. No. Us having some it's people having fun with this, you know. Yeah. You know, I know that Jerry West is really upset because of how he's portrayed and he's not portrayed well. He's not. He's, he's not. And, he's and, manic. But it's okay. I, I just understand it that you, you know, if someone wants to make a show of my life like this. You know, go ahead, have some fun with it. I've given you plenty of things in my life that you can make fun of me for. Well, and some of it is just going to kind of be fun, like how they handle the evolution of Pat Riley, um, how they kind of handle the evolution of Magic Johnson, because spoiler alert, I think the first episode, if I'm correct, it's Magic getting his... HIV diagnosis. Yes, he gets the yes. So you know it's coming. So, you know, that's how the whole yeah. series opens. And you're just kind of like, okay. Yeah. And I was in LA uh, and I saw him on one of his first game back in the forum my freshman year in college. So I'm just kind of like, huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Part of it too. It's just, I mean, that was our era growing up. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see how they handle, you know, how Magic now becomes the leader of the Lakers instead of Kareem. Right. And we already saw a little bit of that at the end. I mean, we saw that Kareem's like, hey, it's your team. Yep. You know, it does happen. Um, We know Pat Riley becomes the coach Mm -hmm. one more year later. Yeah. If you know the historical part, Paul Westhead is the coach for one more season. Yeah. And then Pat Riley becomes the coach. And then you're right to see that evolution will be fun. And then, yeah. spoiler alert, Magic Mary's Cookie. 
<laughs> if you haven't figured that out from you all know that already he married cookie that's his wife and it's continue still his wife to this day yeah yeah he's still his wife um and and so it'll be interesting to see how they handle that how they handle the ongoing stuff with larry bird and and I want to know if they're going to tell the story of how those two become friends. I hope so. I but hope I so will... too. I don't think they will. And I, well, uh, I think they're going to see on... rivals the whole time. I it depends people... on how many seasons they go. That's I true, think. Though. Yeah. But the actors that they found play both Magic and Larry, and especially the dude that's playing Larry Bird. You almost think that it's a doppelganger of Larry yeah. Bird. Yeah, I think the same thing with Kareem too. I thought the guy who plays yes. Kareem looks very much like Kareem. Yes, I, we said before we were talking beforehand when we recorded. I think Kareem comes off the best out of all these people. And you still, they you made the point earlier. Go ahead. You were saying you think no, he, no. I was just saying he's he's still an asshole, which yeah. it probably fits every because you noted they were like everyone knew he was just standoffish and aloof and kind yeah. of whatever, but thinking to your point where coming off i think showing some of his i would suppose what he's written about about his evolution of thinking through that season yeah um a lot of it makes sense and so i i i want to walk back my harshness on your statement there yeah i think that um i think that they did a really good job the the player that the person did the best job with the guy whose magic is incredible. Oh, he's so great. And then the guy who's Kareem, I thought he just undertoned just enough that you could believe mm-hmm. it. And the guy who's Jerry West is incredible. I just, I love, Jerry West is by far my favorite character on the show. And it's because he is a maniac. And he is, he's totally manic. And it's like, God, that is not what Jerry West is. No. And you can see they, they kind of already, you know, uh, portray it. They'll say, hey, they foreshadowed that. Jerry West is going to go with the general manager. You know, yeah. that they, he says, you know, teams talking about me going into the front office. Mm-hmm. And it's clear that what's going to happen is we, we know what's going to happen. Jerry West does become the general manager of the, of the Lakers. And it's, it's wild to see an actor like Adrian Brody who won an yeah. Oscar. Yeah. As Pat Riley. And just kind of lose himself as yeah. someone who's a washed up yeah. NBA player and, kind of just feels like shit about himself. Yeah. And I, I do think all the actors are good. John C. Riley as, as Dr. Buss is hilarious. And Jason Siegel as Siegel Paul Westfall. As Paul Westfall, yeah. Uh, it, it's, you know, I tell you what I did see this week. So I guess it was Monday, I think it was. I mm-hmm. saw the video of that season, of the, the actual video of when this, the Lakers got the trophy. Now they use the quotes they use in the show are damn near word for word. Yeah. Damn near word for word. And I mean, Bus looks ridiculous in his jeans and his shirt opened up halfway down. Yeah. And 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 uh Paul Westfall Paul Westhead looks ridiculous. And it's it's like, oh God, I see why they didn't want him to be the coach long term. Yeah. And you see and- Riley and you like, okay, clearly that's the guy in charge. Yep. And uh, the guy who played Spencer Haywood, who was on The Wire. Yes. Absolutely amazing. Killed, yeah, killed him. I mean, this is, yeah. And The Wire, my favorite show. Mm-hmm. Second favorite show of all time. So, love The Wire. So, uh, oh, speaking of random TV corner, since you love The Wire, if you have not 
watch. How are you going with this? Go ahead. We own this city. Mm-hmm. Please watch it. I will. I haven't seen it yet. I was going to wait for it to get a couple of episodes in. Yeah. So I think uh, there's three episodes out now. I think there's only two or three more because it's just a mini series. Yeah. Fantastic. I'll have to check it out. Because I, because that's the same. Is it the same writer from The Wire? Yeah. So it's David Simon and yes. George okay. uh, Pelicanos, yeah. who they both wrote and show run uh, The Wire. It's based on a book coming out of the feds investigation following Freddie Gray's murder in Baltimore and the DOJ kind of coming in and getting that consent decree. And basically it's just like how the Baltimore city PD was run and how corrupt they were. Okay. Yeah. I, I love the wire. Um, You know, I love David Simon did um, he homicide life in the streets. Well, well, for the wire which is one of my favorite shows as well. Which they need to get on streaming. I hate that it's nowhere. It was so good. It was so good. Andre Brower. Uh, that was, uh, Andre Brower was incredible. In show. Mm-hmm. That may be the best performance anybody's ever had on a TV show. Yeah. And he was great on that. And that is what allowed for Law & Order to come out. Yeah. If it hadn't been for that show, Law & Order never happens. Agreed. It's just so good. And yeah, and so I, that's just such a great show. I always say The Wire to me is number two behind The Sopranos. And you can argue that The Wire is a better show. It, I still haven't finished better, The Sopranos. <laughs> the Wire is better written than The Sopranos. The Sopranos have got, you know how all shows get a little out of hand if they're in a certain number of years. They got to yeah. keep things moving. The Sopranos gets a little bit out of hand at the end. So, yeah. but, uh, but it's, it's a lot of great show. Um, all right, so we'll definitely check that out as well. So, yes, uh, anything else you want to jump in here on before we get out of here? We're going to keep it kind of short tonight, short for us, I should say. Um, I think I had something, but then I forgot it, so it just means it wasn't important. Okay, well, we'll jump back in next week, and I appreciate it as always coming in. I will have uh, a schedule figured out for us to do the Star Wars draft as soon as possible. I just got to get okay. time for everybody, we'll figure that out. Great. Um, but uh, we'll have a couple things moving on and uh, we'll be back on Monday with our normal pod. Be myself. I think it just means me this week. Just doing some rants on what's going on in sports. Uh, probably going to hit some baseball pretty hard. There's not a lot of football stuff going on. And, uh, and I'm going to hit the NBA that day as well. Uh, it, the, the tricky thing for us, and you mm-hmm. and I can talk basketball, and I, and I think we sure. both like the NBA, but the tricky thing is we record this on Wednesday and it comes out on Friday. Yeah, I mean the the Bucks just beat the Celtics. Did they? Okay, I didn't see the score. I don't have it on. So 110, 107. Oh. Very close game. I was rooting for the Celtics. Uh, um, it was, I think it came down to a buzzer beater. I didn't I had it on mute, but yeah, I it's it's fun right now. And I've been watching a lot of hockey recently just because no. the abs are playing. So I've watched two games, fell asleep during both, but that was not because of the action, it was because I was tired. Last night I fell asleep watching because I was drunk and tired because I wouldn't play golf with some buddies. Uh, that's totally acceptable. Hit and him, also, him fairly well. Him fairly well. Um, would also just like to shout out uh, Nikola Jokic for being awarded by team management and coaches in Serbia today for his back-to-back MVP. So mm-hmm. cheers to Joker. Yep. So, um, hey, let me ask real quick. Yeah. Heat Sixers, who you got in the rest of the series? Heat. Heat, I do too. 
I, I just think with uh, the orbital bone break for Embiid, uh-huh. I think it's just going to be issues. Right. Suns Mavs. Now, by the time uh, this comes out, this, this series might be up. Three, two Suns are recording this. The game's Thursday. I, night. So I think uh, three, two Suns currently. Yeah. I think Mavs will actually end up winning in seven. Yeah, I like the Suns. I like the Suns in six. I like, I think they've got this one, two, three. I couldn't tell you with, with Paul and Devin Booker and mm-hmm. DeAndre Ayton. I think they've got like three, like it's perfect combo of three distinctly different types of players. Yeah. And the thing I really like about it is that on any given day, one any one of them can be the best player on the court. And on any given day, one of them can be the third best player. No, and I fully agree on that. Um, I just have this feeling Luca has something to prove in a way that yeah. might propel the Mavs, and yeah. that's the only thing. Okay, and now we've already said that the Bucks just beat the Celtics. They're taking a three-two yep. lead. We like the Bucks here. Um, actually, I think the Celtics are going to win it in seven. I, I, I think that I want to say you're right, but I think that the Bucks have got two shots. I think the Celtics do everything they had at Game Four. They just, they just, they outplayed the Bucks. They out hustled, but they out pissed off the Bucks. And I and think I, because of that. I think they're kind of spent in a way. I didn't get to uh, see tonight's game. So tonight's uh, game was very close. So that's yeah. why I think that the Celtics may yeah. be able to pull it out. It looked like the Celtics uh, looked at the box score real quick here. They had a pretty good lead going into the fourth quarter, it looks like, too. So, yeah. And then Warriors, Grizzlies. Uh, with Ja Morant being out, yeah, it's got to go to the Warriors, which is unfortunate because Ja was looking super. And I, I watched game four. On uh, it was uh, that was Monday night, yeah. And I'm of the opinion that the refs gave that to the Warriors in the last two minutes. I didn't watch the whole game, so I don't know. Didn't have to. Last two minutes, they just handed it to them. Yeah, uh, the Grizzlies I mean, outplayed the Warriors for the entire game, and for the last 100 seconds, mm-hmm. every call went against the Grizzlies. And I'm just referring to them as the Grizzles now. I heard that. I yes. like that. They're yes. the Grizzles, and I'm all. I am all in on the Grizzles. They're not going to win this series. But that's that's my team I'm rooting for now in the West. No, they're going to be a ton of fun. But seeing, uh, just having watched enough of the Warriors against the Nuggets in the last series, and without Memphis having, without yeah. um, Moran, Ja, I mean, the Warriors should close it out tonight with a three-one lead. Yeah, so that's where we're at now. We'll talk a little more about that. I'll, I'll bring it up on Monday since we'll be recording that Monday morning. And uh, there'll be a little more, we'll be a little more current, if you will, at that time. So, uh, Ellen, thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Uh, so let's uh, let's finish up with our normal stuff here. So uh, thank you to Tyler Jones, everybody at Studio Soapbox for all you do behind the scenes. They help with the editing and the goof offs. When I goof off at the beginning of an intro, they make <laughs> me sound a little bit cleaner sometimes. Uh, most importantly, thank you to you, the listener. We appreciate it. We appreciate everybody who listens. Don't forget to rate us and review us, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast, we appreciate every five-star review. Uh, until next week, till Monday, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. That's Token Girl, Ellen Wingenter. I like calling you Token Girl. It's, <laughs> it's just awful. Um, have a great weekend. Remember, your time tokens are non-refundable. Take care, everybody.